0: Planet (laughs) 8. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Trick or treat? Oh, well, let me see if I have something for you. (laughs) (laughs) When boils and ghouls ring my bell, Mr. Lobo fills their pillowcases well fuck tricking traders, I'm warning you. If you knock on my door, then the trick's on you. Sour moth balls, life-or-death savers. Apples that double as disposable shavers. A few dust bunnies and some rusty nuts. Hamster pellets and Reese's lung butter cups. Some Halloween candy sure does the trick. Mint pocket lint and Mr. Salt Lake. Grandma's expired meds from when she was sick. Gummy erasers and corduroy chafers. but first things first, um, do you mind signing this wafer? Free fried jelly beans for all you rookies, confrontation hearts and misfortune cookies, lipo suckers and a half-eaten wiener, I sure hope your mom's one hell of a screener, some Halloween candy sure does the trick! Alright, you know how this works, open your bags, I have one for you, Caramel-coated shrapnel and a cherry rash. Some medical waste that I saved from the trash. Barbara Hershey's miniatures and wingnut brittle, <laughs> Just like the kind from when Mr. Lobo was little. Frostbites, bug lights, tasty pins. Look out, jagged lids from old cat food tins. Horse and note and double-dip Lego blocks. Chocolate-covered femurs dusted with chalk. Some poly so insomniacs, when you rang my bell, Mr. Lobo filled your pillowcases well. But tricking traitors, I warned you twice, the treats you take home won't be so nice. Black-covered shoppers and angry tears, marshmallow night terrors and chronic diarrheas, puking all night in a plastic pumpkin pail, <laughs> it's almost worth going to jail. Some Halloween candy sure does the trick.
1: Greetings, my fellow galactic travelers, and welcome back to Planet 8. This is your mission commander, Larry, speaking to you from our hidden base. Chief Engineer Bob is here by my side, as always, in the command center. And circling Planet 8 in our orbital spy satellite is Reconnaissance Officer Karen. And on this episode of Planet 8, we have a very special guest with us. Mr. Lobo from Cinema Insomnia is joining your intrepid crew. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about all things Halloween. Straight away, we'll kick it off to Chief Engineer Bob. Bob, take it away.
2: Well... I did a little background check on Halloween. We're doing Halloween the holiday, by the way, not the movie series or uh, any of that. (laughs) So uh, I traced the roots of Halloween back to, they said it was the Samhain, a celebration from 2,000 years ago. So it's been around for a long, long time. Mm. It originated with the Celtics from Ireland, the UK, and northern France. So November 1st marked the end of summer at the beginning of the cold, dark days of autumn and winter. It was also the end of the harvest season. The Celts believed that on the night before November 1st, the gates between the living and the dead would become blurred, allowing the dimensions to cross. And because of this, October 31st became All Hallows' Eve, when the dead would walk the earth. So, you know, right there, it's a hell of a lot cooler than Christmas, right?
3: Oh yeah, for sure by a country mile.
2: <laughs> I mean you talk about the dead walking the earth and everything else So uh,
3: you can't you can't make a lifetime movie out of that <laughs> I guess you could
2: but um, So anyway the Druids would build bo- huge bonfires where people would burn burn crops and animals as sacrifices and they would also wear costumes mostly like animal heads and robes or skins. I guess kind of like uh, motel hell right? Right, right. And the the and I don't think they had chainsaws back there then. No. But, uh, very,
3: very primitive chainsaws, sort of like uh, Gilligan's Island. Kind of. There you go.
2: <laughs> chainsaws made of coconuts.
3: Yeah, coconuts yeah, no. and bamboo.
2: <laughs> so uh, later, when uh, the people would return home, they would light fires in their fireplace using flames from the bonfire for protection. So then in 43 AD, the Roman Empire conquered the Celtics, and over the 400 years that they ruled, uh, the, their festival and the festival from the Celtics were combined, and uh, that would come out on October 31st, marking that as All Hallows' Eve, and uh, which would later morph into Halloween. Uh, later, Christianity spread through the area, and we all know how that goes. <laughs> uh, their All Souls Day was November 2nd, a day to honor the dead, and what it was also combined with these festivals and known as, and I don't even know if I can pronounce this, oh Hallow-mies, I believe it is, which eventually oh, became the word Halloween. So yes, uh,
3: basically so, the, the, the evening before All Saints Day. Yes. Yeah.
2: So in the 19th century, America got involved.
3: Yeah. <laughs> As, As we were, often do. That's right.
2: As they were <laughs> flooded by immigrants and a big part of the Irish fleeing the potato famine, they would bring over the holiday. And uh, it was here in America where the practice of trick-or-treating started. And during the baby boom of the 1950s, Halloween kind of changed its focus to be more of a children's holiday. So, um, you yeah, know, I, I don't know if they looked at it and said, you know, we're worshiping the dead. And the gates of hell are opening. Let's make this a children's holiday.
3: I, they could just sell a lot of masks, you know, and yeah, sell a lot yeah. of candy. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I think that, you know, in true uh, capitalist uh, uh, splendor, you know, people will spend on their kids before they will spend on themselves. So I, I think that, you know, like Christmas and a lot of holidays, you know, that's that's the driving thing. You don't want your kid to be without the cool costume or the cool candy or the cool whatever.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, right. leave, leave it to America to uh, commercialize the whole thing. <laughs> but
3: ma- we made it fun too, so we get. We it, yeah, that. I,
2: I gotta say, you know, growing up, that was my. Well, even now, still was is. My favorite holiday. You go trick or
1: treating, get, get some candy and costume. And you before know what's interesting? Did... Poor Irish what's... kids were going out trick or treating, they get potatoes. Yeah, that's so, right. You know.
3: Were they carving faces on potatoes before the <laughs> pumpkins? <laughs> Mr. Potato Is that Head. where Mr. Potato Head came from. That's right. Maybe. Uh you know, I I think what's interesting about Halloween versus any other holiday, and I've said this on stage a few times. Halloween is the only holiday where you invite strangers to your house. You know, so it's a community holiday. You know, most holidays it's like, you know, you you you, you have a big dinner with your family or you open presents or you exchange presents with your friends. You know, this is kind of a thing where you have parties and you 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 know you go door to door. And, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it's a community holiday and we don't have a lot of community spaces. We don't have a lot of things culturally that we all do together. So that, I think that's one of the other things that makes Halloween really cool is that it's it's kind of um, there's this invitation that's implied. That's, that's
4: a really terrible. good
5: point.
2: Um, oh, no, definitely. And, you yeah, know, I mean, let's let's start way back when we were we lads or lassies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the case, maybe what were some of your uh, I don't know Halloween traditions back as a kid? Who goes first? Karen. You're the guest. Karen.
5: (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Lobo, he's the guest.
2: Oh, well, I
3: mean, we, we, you know, it is interesting, you know, how much, you know, growing up uh, in a world fed by, you know, television and everything else. But, you know, it was about, you know, the monster cereals and it was about, you know, uh, getting your costume together. And I was like the weird kid who was getting their costume together from January forward, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And, you know, it was always this thing of like, what am I going to be for Halloween this year? You know, January 1st, <laughs> usually. So if I, if I wanted to be Darth Vader, you know, I spent the whole year just collecting things. Okay, this tape recorder is going to be my uh, uh, chest uh, uh, mechanism, you know. The, the And when I play the tape on my chest, it's going to play this breathing. And, you know, <laughs> this weird, I could probably reshape this Tupperware uh, bowl to be Vader's helmet. And, you know, I could buy the ben cooper mask but just cut the face out of it and use the detailing from the ben cooper (laughs) plastic mask for just the face part and then i saved my glasses from the eclipse and put the silver uh uh, lenses inside so you couldn't see my eyes inside the ben cooper uh mask you know and so i was you know i was this extra weird kid where it was definitely an excuse to let my creative freak flag uh fly and there was, you know i had the alien um doll from uh the movie and we we covered him in ketchup and had him drop down on people with a string (laughs) you know and then don't ever put ketchup on your alien doll for goodness sakes (laughs) that smell never came out of that doll (laughs) and that that kenner alien doll is worth a fortune today
2: so whenever you Um, smell ketchup you immediately think of alien. <laughs>
3: <laughs> One year I was Yoda and I, I did like a dwarf thing where I put these feet on my uh, uh, on my knees. And you know, cause I was the tallest kid in school. And I wanted to be Yoda like a fool. <laughs> and so I was I literally like was crawling around on my knees from house to house. And my knees were just torn and bloody by oh. the end of the night. Oh. You know? And it was always this thing of making, you know, poor visibility and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, my mom was really strict with the candy. I don't know how it was with the rest of you, but she definitely screened everything. She was very paranoid. And maybe it wasn't paranoia. They just got all the cool stuff for themselves. I feel like that that was always the ruse, where they got the cool candy bars and things.
1: But well, I, um, I could imagine a young Mister Lobo as as Yoda in the following year, friends <laughs> and family saying, "You got to be ET," and he's like, "Screw you guys." <laughs>
3: Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, no, I, I, I probably considered being ET, and then quickly reconsidered. But uh, <laughs> Spider-Man was another one too, where I took the Ben Cooper mask, the plastic mask, and just used the front of it. And then I got like a red nylon and drew the webbing to go on the whole back of my. I made a whole back of my head to go with that cool. costume.
2: That's like, so like dedication. I, said, I had a lot of Ben Cooper outfits, but yeah, you know, I stuck with the vinyl <laughs> with a picture of the character on the front. And they're whatever.
3: probably all you could probably resell them all because they're in perfect <laughs> condition.
2: Oh no, they're they're all long gone. But oh, they're all long yeah, gone. I don't know. And we had some and, pretty and, rough Halloweens. Yeah. I don't know if the costumes oh, yeah? like. You know,
3: made it through them all, uh, but anyway. So those are, those are some things, and candy was definitely one of those things where, like I said, I I I, I felt like uh, there was the screen that was always the dreaded part because I didn't get to keep all the candy; I only got to get some of the candy. Um, but it was great after doing the trick or treating that reward of coming home and watching Creature Features or watching right. Bob Wilkins' uh, Double Horror or whatever horror movie that was on, and and getting to enjoy that candy and and um you know and, uh, and and of course the charlie brown special i look forward mm-hmm. to that science. it's a good good one. But, you know
1: it's interesting because our mother was that way too and i don't you know she would uh, maybe she watched too many spy films but she'd take the candy up to the light and you know shine it in the light. <laughs> like, what are you seeing? <laughs> by by what method or process is this science or magic
2: this yeah, is a one, counterfeit like peanut butter away. cup <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes, I you know I guess the, the, someone could slip a pin right into that three Musketeers. Yes.
5: My mom would cut some of the candy bars two or oh, three wow. times. Wow, it's like what? There's nothing in there, you know. There, <laughs> yeah, but my... uh, the paranoia ran deep.
3: So and well, and that and, and that was interesting because there was I forgot what the movie was, but there was a documentary that had come out maybe like ten years ago where it's like you know they could pretty much trace it back to one case where you know, uh, some really horrible parrot poison their own kids. And then to cover mm-hmm. it up, they had handed out some poison candy to some other kids. And so that was a thing that like a lot of paranoia, it was this thing that was like people were nationally paranoid about, but there wasn't really a lot of evidence to back up that it had ever even
1: happened.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. It becomes like an urban myth after that. Yeah. And they add on to,
2: it was yeah. also, it was always razor blades hidden in the apples.
3: Yeah. <laughs> i think that was just an excuse to not give out apples <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean, my, like pa- my parents started. didn't screen my yeah. candy at all i guess i was living oh. life on the edge you were, wow. you're a rebel i was
1: i can uh, imagine bob quoting star trek risk gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> risk."
3: <laughs> we well, trained all year for this night it's interesting because the the person who gave out apples, and not because of razor blades, the kids hated getting apples. But the one poor old guy who got ca- apples. His whole yard was just littered with apples because as soon as they got them, they would just take it right out of their bag and drop it on the floor or most likely just turn around at the sidewalk and throw it at the house. You know,
1: you know, I I remember this one guy in the neighborhood. We were like five or six. I can't think of his name. Nice guy. And on Halloween, he'd have like orange soda, grape soda, strawberry soda. And right there in front of us, cracking up the sodas. He must have been a bartender. Because he would mix, like, the red, you know, with the orange. It was <laughs> like a, a soda punch kind of like. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was, it was different. So we were, like, you know, having a good time that night.
2: Well, wasn't it, uh, didn't Bart Simpson have, like, an acid trip after, like, mixing slushies? Yeah. <laughs>
3: I just remember him drinking the water at the dark ride and, and, and hallucinating. But I don't remember the the, the 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 slushy acid trip. I need to brush up on yeah, some yeah, of my Simpsons. I, I think it was
2: probably an early one because I haven't watched it in years. But, I mean, yeah, those
3: Simpsons Halloween episodes are amazing. Like, oh, yeah, I feel, definitely. Like, I feel like that's become kind of a modern tradition that a lot of people, like every year, that's their go-to thing is to watch those Simpsons Halloween uh Mm-hmm. Specials,
1: Yeah, the Treehouse of Terror, those
3: are wow. really, really well made. Yeah, hilarious. Did you see the one that uh, Yermel del Toro di- directed the intro for? Yes. It's pretty amazing. There's like a million movie references in it. It's worth mm-hmm. checking out. But it's just they're, they're, you're zooming through Springfield, but you're seeing like the Cyclops from you know Sinbad, and you know there's like all these like cool you know uh, David Year stood still. Everything you can think of is just hidden, you know, in, in like the whip pans and stuff. You can see all these things from all of these horror and sci-fi movies. It's pretty great.
2: And you, uh, you could probably uh, find yeah. just that opening on YouTube or something.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Hmm. Well, Disney. Uh, I mean, if you go to Disney, they own like half of like whatever the genre of films and TV shows are nowadays. Oh boy. So.
2: Man. Well, t- yeah. I'll tell you what, do you guys remember, and this leads to like a friend of mine's Ben Cooper cool Halloween costume, but there was a drink and this might predate you guys. You know, you're not like old like me, but oh boy, this was like in the 60s. Tell us about a
3: Grandpa Bob. This was
2: like in the 60s. <laughs> they had like this really sugary drink, like juice that was in like wax bottles. Yes. And it was oh, called yeah. Spook. And the mascots (laughs) were like four ghosts... Oh, with wow. beetle wigs, wow! Because yeah, they were like that cashing in on cool. the Beatles and all that. And uh, yeah, a friend of mine actually had a Ben Cooper <coughs> Halloween costume of one of those ghosts.
3: <laughs> wow! I I remember Freaky's cereal.
2: Do you remember Freaky's? Oh yeah! I have uh, all the Freaky's figures, the full of plastic oh. figures, except for one. I'm missing one. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I found them in. I found them down boxed away in the basement. So.
3: But, there, you know, anything like that, I think that's kind of suggested monsters. You know, I think that, that the monster kids gravitated to um, the I definitely I mean, OK, the monster cereals. Does everyone have a favorite here? I want to know if, if, if you guys have a favorite monster cereal. Oh,
5: yeah. yeah? Count, Count Chocula.
3: Count Chocula. Oh, yeah. Uh, minus Frankenberry. OK.
2: Yeah, I would go with Frankenberry. Frankenberry. See, I'm a
3: Frankenberry person, too, but there are some (laughs) diehard Booberry guys. I remember having Fruit Brute also, but he didn't last very long. But the thing about it is that if you have it today, it is not the same cereal at all. You can tell. It used to have oat in it, like Lucky Charms, so there was more of an oaty flavor. Mm. So I've been drinking – I've been using the oat milk in my Monster (laughs) cereal to, to try to bring back some of that flavor that it doesn't have anymore, you know?
1: I was what? at the, store the other day and I scored one of the Cruncher cereal.
5: Okay, so do they mix up all the different cereals?
3: Is that what it is? Sort of. They're they're kind of original, but they're every cereal's represented.
1: Yeah. So huh. so the cereal, uh, what used to be the oat part, is berry flavored, which is kind of like Frankenberry. Okay. And then the marshmallows are like Fruit Brute. Uh, you know blueberry chocula and surprisingly if... surprisingly it's very good i've, I just... I've opened the box I and got some
5: I don't think my digestive system (laughs) could handle it at this stage of life. That's a lot of mixing of flavors, you know. Uh,
3: You know, it's kind of just a, I feel like it's more like just a a novelty. You know, I, I had a bowl as just a curiosity. I actually did what I liked a little better than the Monster Mash was the Ghostbusters cereal that's out right now. Huh. It it does taste somewhat reminiscent of the Purina Ghostbusters cereal from the '80s, um, but the they don't. It's not as cool. The one from the '80s had little negate symbols, you know, the little no ghost <laughs> thing. So it was little Fruit Loop negate symbols originally uh, with marshmallow ghosts. But this is um and this of course is made by general mills now so they're getting their money they're, if you get the monster cereal or if you get ghostbusters general mills is getting, <laughs> getting your money yeah.
4: raking it in.
3: but they have they're just these little kind of puffs now that are that are fruit flavored and then it has not only the marshmallow ghosts, but of course little stay puffed marshmallow bit <laughs> but okay. it, it's pretty good i see i don't like a lot of marshmallows so i feel like like the like the monster mash had too much marshmallow i thought the Look, I love how we're 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 doing a, like a full critique of this these serials now. <laughs> yeah, but the, I thought the ghost the new Ghostbuster serial for this new movie was pretty okay. I liked it.
2: So it's Planet yeah. A brought to you by General Mills.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we can score a little something here. We'll see. And a
3: sponsorship. For crying so, out loud. You let, guys are working hard putting on this great show.
1: Who's, who's paying the yeah, bill? Really. Send
3: us we'll, a we'll case ta- of
2: cereal. We'll be talking to Kellogg's next week. Back
1: in the day, would you have like a Halloween parade at school? I remember in grade yeah. school. Oh yeah. Yes. They would have us all march out there. Did, did you won first place I won, first, eaten, place. Like, prize I won or? first place twice? Eight? you did. Yeah. My dad
3: and I did the classic uh robot with the bo- box for a head box for a body, and the dryer hose arm <laughs> covered in tinfoil. Well, somehow that crap won. And then when the Incredible Hulk show came on, the Lou Ferrigno Incredible Hulk, my yeah, mom yeah. spent an untold fortune in green eyeshadow from Macy's. Oh, my God. And covered my whole <laughs> body in green eyeshadow. And I tore my, my, my dungarees to look like David Banner's pants, or my Wranglers or whatever. They were huskies. That's probably what they were. Tough skins. Whatever appropriate 1970s pants. Were they purple? And um, they were burgundy. They oh, were burgundy. Close. Okay. And then uh, it was pretty close. And then I had uh, a torn shirt over the shoulders like Lou Ferrigno. I didn't go totally bare chested. <laughs> I had a torn shirt over the shoulders. Were you barefoot? And I had sandals. My sandals, mom spray okay. painted some sandals. <laughs> See, green, you need those green
2: slippers sandals. like Lou Ferrigno had. Oh, wow. I didn't know he wore slippers. Oh, oh green what were they? Gold. slippers oh, gold. or tennis shoes or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: He had those but what's really funny is,
3: I, I mean, green shadow, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's a, that is really expensive. The prize was a gift certificate to Baskin Robbins. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, my parents just could have just taken me to Baskin Robbins. <laughs> you know, this is like this. That's a ridiculous amount of money to spend. Taken- there's there's yeah. no
1: price on prestige.
2: <laughs> uh, when, when she covered you in eyeshadow, did she use that little brush that comes with it? <laughs>
3: she did. It, she did. It
5: must have taken forever to do that.
3: It did she got like the the? As she actually used the, the the one for your rouge. You know, she used the, the slightly the bigger, bigger brush, yeah. brush. So the rouge one. Oh, um, but yeah, that was an, another one. And I and I and I have one more, one more contest story. Um, well, this, real, real quickly, Mr. Lowe. Okay, Loba, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, totally I'm sorry. Do- I don't want to dominate the conversation. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> totally
1: impressed that, that your mother went to Macy's and not Woolworth's. Mine would have definitely gone to Woolworth's. And um, I, I, I need to know, uh, what was your third uh, uh, story here? I mean, that's
3: pretty pretty wild, right? I, you know, it's interesting because, like I said, I did, I did dress as the Incredible Hulk, and I always wanted to tell Lou Ferrigno that story. And he was, he was at a table next to us, and I never did tell him because he was, he was real cranky to his fans that day, and it kind (laughs) of killed my.
1: Is there so photographic of evidence of these costumes? I think That's- my mom
3: has this 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 blackmail material somewhere.
2: <laughs> a Polaroid uh, or two.
3: Just like she's got a picture of me at Universal Studios lifting the A-Team van, you know, as a kid. <laughs> but uh, the third story is kind of interesting because, again, I, I have this reputation for being artistic in school. Uh, artistic and maybe autistic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but – uh, we we they they had me do this. Uh, we entered this contest at the Nut Tree. You guys remember the Nut Tree? I remember tree? the Nut oh, Tree yeah. very well. Yes. At the Nut Tree, they had this big pumpkin patch deal every year, yep. and they had a pumpkin patch costume where people carved uh, uh, pumpkins. And so I designed this, uh, and there are pictures of it somewhere. But I designed this kind of tableau with Luke Scarecrower <laughs> and Patch Vader crossing glowing, you know, the, the, not the not the cool lightsabers they have today. The ones you get at the sporting goods store. It's just like the white tube, plastic tube in the flashlight lightsaber <laughs> So flashlight sabers. And so they've got their two flashlight sabers crossed and we wired them together. And then Luke Skywalker had straw hair, you know, and Patch Vader and he had a pumpkin for a head. And then and then Patch Vader had a pumpkin for a head, but he had like that dumb Tupperware bowl again for the (laughs) Vader helmet. And I think he may have even had the tape recorder around his neck. But, um, you know, uh, it, it, we did I did a sign with the Millennium Falcon flying um, with those weird gold stars that they put on the to- on your forehead um, uh, coming out of the back of the Millennium Falcon as like that's supposed to be light coming out of the back of it or whatever. Yeah, it was really ridiculous, but that that one won a prize of some sort. I don't think it won first prize, but I think it won it won one of the I don't know, it was first, second, or third, but it definitely won a prize, and and that was kind of like a, a it's weird because you know now now I feel like they bring out Star Wars really hard for Halloween, but I feel like for me being like I said I'm I'm a I'm a '70s kid, Star Wars was kind of always part of my Halloween a little bit.
1: Mm very very cool
2: see uh, i won a bunch of costume contests but it was like at work so it was like you know <laughs> i was you know i was an adult so
3: well what kind of what, what's the what's it's, the office costume uh, what's the office costume party like
2: it, yeah it used to be a lot of fun so used to yeah, i'm i'm back working at the company that i used to work at and uh we have like not as many employees. But back when we had a bunch of employees, and yeah, we'd do a whole whole Halloween party and dress up and everything else. There was one year that uh As part of Bay Area Film Events, we did a Halloween show at the Del Mar Theater in uh, in Santa Cruz. And uh, that was like the premiere of uh, Watch Horror Films Keep America Strong. And we had Night of Living Dead and John Stanley was there and Tom Warsh and everybody. So we had the whole lobby in the upper area all decked out for Halloween. So instead of taking all that home, I dropped it off at work. And then a couple employees and I... Stayed until like midnight the night before the uh, party and like decked out this one demo room as a haunted house. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean Halloween. I tell you, when I was when I was living in my old house in Hayward, and we got two hundred kids. One neighbor and I used to have contests at Halloween. Who could deck out their house the best and he was kind of like this whiz kid he used to like build monitors for NASA that would be on the space shuttle and things so he <laughs> oh, had all the you one know of those kids yeah well you know it's kind of like you step on this and a ghost falls down or you you know you you go through a, a light trigger and then you know there's uh, evil laughing or whatever and I was more of the prop guy so I would have like a bunch of props all over the house and stuff but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, even last year here, we uh, we decked the place out. We moved, it's, On Halloween, we moved everything back into the backyard and had a Halloween party back here. But uh, I've got a what bunch.
3: Is your, what is your, what's your porch look like on Halloween? I mean, do you, do you deck out the front of your house?
2: Oh, yeah, we go all out. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, of course, when, when Spirit has their after-Halloween sales, we would go down and buy them out. Last year, I got this really cool, like, two-headed rat animatronic two-headed rat. Oh, wow. And it's down in the basement. It's underneath in one of my uh, storage areas. And when we got Sonic Internet... The guy was running a fiber line under there, and he goes crawling under the basement and comes like face to face with his two-headed rat down there. <laughs> it's pretty good. This thing's like three foot long and you know foot and a half high. Hmm. But uh, I may it's take amazing. that. I may it's take amazing. that to work and put it on my desk or above it's my a, desk or
3: something. A, it's amazing the quality of the stuff that they have now. It's almost like Hollywood pro- quality stuff. Whereas, like, there was no—I don't think—in the, especially in the '70s and '80s, and probably the '60s too, there wasn't any pretension that it had anything had to really look real. You know, no, it was yeah. more <laughs> kind of it had a novelty to it, to where it, it was more about looking fun than looking real.
2: Well, you would put like a white sheet over a over a beach ball or something, and there's a ghost. Or you'd like, wanna, or you'd like, get person baggy person clothes up, like, with like some paper player. hanging yeah. out, and then you'd lay there until somebody comes by and
3: whoa. Uh, this, what uh, now? Did you ever do movie show? Well, you, we, we Bob, you and I have done some movie shows on Halloween. Oh, plenty, we did yeah, that yeah. Show, yeah, plenty.
2: We did. Well, I did one with uh, Lord Blood Raw one year. And uh, we,
3: that, those shows with the ghoul. Remember that?
2: Well, yeah, we did the show with the ghoul, which Mr. Lobo was there taking part in all in both shows.
3: And, I, uh, I was I was just there to uh, assist. But the, <laughs> the, the ghoul taught me a lot of things. One of the <laughs> things he said is to never put a live firecracker in your lab coat. So I've always taken that as <laughs> to heart.
2: And to this day. We haven't done it. <laughs>
4: But I still have all like my the fingers.
2: aforementioned uh, watch horror films, keep America strong at the uh, at the Del Mar. How many times? Okay, here's here's a question for Mister Lobo. How many yeah. times have you shown or hosted Night of the Living Dead for Halloween?
3: Oh wow, countless, <laughs> countless times because of course it's a movie that you don't have to license, so it's everyone's programmer. Yeah. You know, I think we we showed it at Shaka Tumi, we showed it at the Bow, we showed it at. Um, Uh, We've shown it at at, uh, Will's uh, Thrillville shows. We've Mm. shown it at, um, uh, you know, conventions. Uh, It's a programmer, you know, and it's amazing because it it holds up so amazingly well. And um, we're actually doing a film festival um, next year that we're prepping for this year. Called Stories of the Living Dead, where um, we're encouraging independent filmmakers to make short films in that world of that first movie. And then next year on Halloween, we want to show, uh, you know, Night of the Living Dead, and then present a bunch of original short films in that world of Night of the Living Dead. That would be cool. That sounds cool.
1: And listeners, not to embarrass Mr. Lohba, but behind him, he's playing Night of the Living Dead as we speak. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: Night of the living dad.
2: Well, that, it's, it's sort of the uh, you know the Christmas Carol or the white Christmas of Halloween. So
3: and for, horror, for horror hosts, too, it's always like their first show or their first syndicated show or their special Halloween show because it's the best movie they can get away with showing.
1: I mean, it, it sucks for George Romero, but what a gift to the horror host because my wife had never seen that movie and Judas O'Day was coming on the show and uh, I was watching it and You know, all the parts that, you know, you needed to jump and gasp and it still works. You know, it still to this day, if someone has never seen that film, it pops. And, it, it, you know, it's priceless. I mean,
3: really. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a gift to the world. And maybe it was it meant is. to be that way, you know, because it, it is something, you know, everyone who worked on it, their star rose because it was so accessible and people got to see it. You know, mm-hmm. there probably were films as brilliant as Night of the Living Dead or more brilliant as Night of, than Night of the Living Dead that were never proliferated and just fell off the face of the earth. And, um, you know, the, the creators of those things didn't get that second third fourth chance to show what they can do you know we wouldn't right. you know if it wasn't for night of the living dead we wouldn't have dawn of the dead or day of the dead or the the other branch with the return of the living dead and all of that so right. Right. um you know uh it's it's a uh, it is kind of an an, an it, I'm sure it's a it's a blessing and a curse for the people who uh, <laughs> accidentally. which I think the story is is that it was going to be Night of the Anubis, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. But I think it was going to be okay. Night of the Anubis, and then the distributor didn't like that title, so the so the movie went out without the copyright notice. With that, t- with with yeah, with, they chased an Eye of
2: Living Dead like at the last millisecond.
3: So, um, so the so the movie Night of the even though the movie Night of the Anubis would have been copyrighted had it come out that way. Uh, Night of the Living Dead went out without a copyright notice, and at that time, if you start publicly exhibiting something without that notice, it was it was like giving it away.
1: Mm. Well, that's what happened with the video of my bar mitzvah. Um, you know, the- <laughs> <laughs> and it was terrifying as it well was. hey getting back to the the props at like uh Lowe's or uh spirit i am um, listeners you can't see this and I've, I've shown bob and karen but uh this guy oh wow horse, oh wow is, is here in the office and uh it has um a, a voice the the pumpkin head you know uh, lights up and and uh, i had my wife come in my office to get my checkbook for me and it was on and it's motion you know and it just she ran out of the office she says well i won't say what she said but um these things are so fun and when you get them at like a fraction of the cost of course you have to display them in your room you can't put them you know you don't wanna... in the uh, right right <laughs>
3: Out in the weather, out in the out in the cold, that poor baby out in the cold.
1: You know, I I tried to explain to her, well, when when we start going to conventions again, the the headless horseman is gonna be there as a display item and it didn't really (laughs) help my Honestly
3: I feel like the Disney movie of the headless horseman did a lot to fill in how cool that character could be and how fun that character could be. And I I feel like that's one of the things I really think about when I think of the visuals of Halloween, the swirling colored orange leaves and, and, and uh, the sort of strange, um, you know, colonial affects and the, Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the, 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 the pumpkin flying at the screen with the flames coming out. I mean, those bright autumn colors and, and that kind of, um, uh, I don't know campfire tale. I mean I just feel like I feel like um you know it, it, that's like the Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer of <laughs> of Halloween well no, of no, don't favorite. don't
2: underestimate Disney when it comes to your images of Halloween growing up because you oh, know yeah. they had that you know they had Mickey and Goofy cartoons where they going into haunted houses and yeah you know don't forget the thrilling chilling sounds of the haunted house record
3: oh yes mm-hmm. absolutely yes uh, it's always like uh, uh, you know. You are an expert marksman. You, know? <laughs> Every, you are whatever, right? You are uh, whatever. You know. You are a EMT worker. Yeah,
2: or even God, uh, kind of the haunted mansion. I'm, I'm, I'm but... gonna
1: shoot a little plug towards Mr. Lobo's way. Last year, I I, uh, uh, I picked up your horror noises of Mr. Lobo's very bad manner. Oh. <laughs> what a love letter to Disney. I mean, that was like. (laughs) great
3: (laughs) Uh, thank you so much yeah we did we did of course there's thrilling chilling sounds of the the haunted house which of course came out with the orange bordered uh, and the white the white bordered was the one from the 60s but I grew up with the one with the orange border that's Mm -hmm. mine yeah exactly
2: I still have the white border
3: Oh, down in the basement! you do, Bob? <laughs> who all come over and bask in its glory? And,
2: and for those of you that aren't watching visually, because we're not doing this visually, Karen did just flash her haunted mansion T-shirt that she's wearing for this episode.
3: I, yes, I love. That's a I flashed. <laughs> A bit. that's right planet 8 too hot for TV um, no but we you know the, 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 the Disney's Haunted Mansion which is weird because I always associated the thrilling chilling sounds of the Haunted House with the Haunted Mansion from mm-hmm. Disneyland but they're totally unrelated to each other There is a separate uh, Haunted Mansion record, um, which I also had as a kid. But the the, the thrilling, chilling sounds of The Haunted House was really great because like a lot of records, it was it was sort of a sound effects record where they gave you a little bit of a story, you know, you know. And then, uh, you know, after that little bit of a story, they just let the sound effects play and let your imagination run wild in the in the soundscape of all these weird. And it's always that weird one scream. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And, and but uh, what's interesting about it is like when I wanted to record the uh, horrible noises of Mr. Lobo's very bad manner, we did a painting of it. Uh, and and if, if you see the cover of the record, we have an old uh, like uh, a trailer like RV in the place of the house. And then a bunch of junk in the yard in the place of the tombstone. So there's like a flamingo and a tire and a mailbox. And then the the lightning is really electricity coming instead of the lightning in the tree. It's electricity coming off of a of a phone pole in the in the corner. <laughs> um, but we 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 did this parody, and I just recorded ten tracks that were direct kind of Mad Magazine sort of spoofs of the original ten tracks of the album. But on the real album, on the back, it was just sound effects without any stories. So for the second ten tracks of my album, I just made up ten original um, stories. But, um, yeah, it was a, a lot of fun. I'd love to do more Halloween uh, records and music, you know, I think that that's sort of an interesting thing that a, a lot of horror hosts end up doing is doing Halloween content, you know, either reading stories on records or or creating novelty songs. you know, I have like I'm watching TV and Halloween candy and you know a few songs that I've done for Cinema insomnia. And you know I'm not a musician and I don't have a heck of a lot of talent for music, but you know it's fun to be able to play with musicians like Scott Moon you know who we both did a lot of legendary halloween parties um, and and you know kind of bring some hollow you know uh, some some fun to life for the for your earballs <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i'll
2: tell you i've got like a really quick story which relates to halloween but also relates to return of the living dead ooh and that mm-hmm. is you know, like, like I say, last year we decked out the house like crazy. And uh, months later, we were outside kind of digging in the garden, Debbie and I. And this guy rolls up, who I've seen him around the neighborhood. He rolls around in this like wheelchair, but he, he doesn't have any legs. He's missing legs. And he comes up and he goes, Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know I really enjoyed your decorations this year. And I'm like, Oh, great, great. And he goes, You know what? I was in Return of the Living Dead too. I'm like, What? Oh, wow. And he is the legless zombie. In Return oh, wow. of the Living Dead Part Two. Oh, that's cool. And he's that's like lives nice in neighbor my neighborhood somewhere. So
3: Appa- apparently that was a movie that was originally supposed to be a standalone kids movie um with monsters and then you know the typical studio meddling, they're like well, you can do whatever you want. Here's a budget, but it's got to be Return of the Living Dead Part Two. And so, <laughs> so they made that movie, and they like, you know, they put actors from the first movie because everyone dies in the first one, so they just right. use the same actors again in different characters. But I thought, you know, it's interesting because at the time I didn't appreciate it as much, but I actually really do love the second one. I mean, I think it's it's definitely a a, a fun movie, and certainly um, my kids enjoyed the second one a lot and, and laughed real hard, <laughs> you know, and and it's nice to to. to there's such a there's such a small list of really fun, kind of edgy horror films that you can, you know, enjoy with your kids when they get to that twilight of wanting to enjoy kind of scarier material.
2: Well, next time you watch it, watch for the legless Zombie. Richard Moore is the guy's name. Richard If you right, want Richard to look him, you look him up. All right, that's but, cool. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a nice Yeah, surprise. I know
1: exactly the scene you're talking about. Yeah. That's cool. I'm going to have to rewatch that because I remember after the first film, the second and third and so on kind of disappointed me. because I was like, well, I don't know, but I'll give it another go round. Jasmine and I watched uh, Psycho Gorman last night off of Amazon, and that was kind of like an it had an 80s feel to it. But it was not for kids, but <laughs> it, it was funny and it did star kids. The kids were the stars of the film.
3: It's sort of a, like a like a horror Power Rangers, right? I haven't seen it yet. Um,
1: it, not the, the there was a a scene that is kind of Power Ranger-ish, but uh, it's Canadian, so you know, right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, say no you know, more.
5: What are, you, what are you trying to say?
2: Canadian Power <laughs> Rangers, right up, right up, Larry's alley.
1: <laughs> you know, they they, they awaken this uh, uh, kind of like a Thanos creature, very strong, omnipotent, intergalactic, destroyed planets, and um, this jewel controls him though. And so he's like, I will drink your blood and I will and she's like, Stop. Shut up and sit down. And he's like, Ugh And so he has to <laughs> shut up and sit down. And so this, you know, ten year old girl has him dress playing dress up with her and stuff. And Oh, that sounds it, fun. It's it, it is fun. It's kind of amusing. Um yeah, if you get a chance. Uh check it out did this, but i, did I will this
3: director check out, do anything else or do i you know uh, do you, you know, know we, we watched it
1: late last night after uh I, I i try to mix up things that i want you know genre related things and then different so we watched ted lasso <laughs> well, what is it called uh it's called psycho gorman no no what was the other thing you watched oh ted lasso oh ted lasso i don't know that it's it's a it's like a non-genre related okay. tv show on apple yeah. okay so anyway it was it was a late night i didn't have a chance to research the psycho gorman folks
3: okay well that's that's it. i just know that they definitely made a splash with that and it's always mm-hmm. kind of fun where something you weren't expecting because we're living in this world where everything's a re-ba- re remake Thank re you. re re-imagining, retooling soft yeah. reboot hard reboot Continuing furthering because, you know, no one wants to take any risks and it's really fun when I go to a horror convention and I see a bunch of people
1: wearing a shirt or of, of a movie I've never heard of. It's encouraging. It, it, absolutely i, I recommend it. it it was uh you know it has some issues but um it, it was different and it really reminded me of like something i'd watch in the 80s uh th- there were some elements of of the power rangers here and there as i think about it and then you know there, there's this character that is all decked out, out like a power ranger and i, I don't want to spoil anything but then this like really gory scene happens and you're like whoa <laughs> you <know? laughs> The culture shock it is it reminded me of fight though you know okay you guys yeah yeah that, that zombie comedy dramedy which is know, also he, canadian
3: i think i think fido was canadian as well i, I believe so and and yeah. that's
1: a really good movie you know
3: uh yeah offbeat humor and i like you know that's another thing to talk about I like funny horror stuff. Like, I'm not really, I, I, I take a funny horror movie over a serious horror movie any any day. I love Return of the Living Dead. I think it's a, a hilarious movie. Um, you know, I really like uh, even sillier things, you know, going back to the more nostalgic things like Bad Monster Party and something and things right. like that, where it's got the monster characters and uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Absolutely. All these, like, really kind of like things where, you know, you can have it on at a party. And, you know, it's not like half the people are hiding under the um, punch bowl or whatever. You know, you can kind <laughs> of have a, 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 a something that's a little more for, uh, you know, a general audience or for your party or for your family.
1: Well, you know, I, I have uh, friends and relatives who were not born – here in the United States and some of the, you know, it, it's hard to find a film that has like a universal appeal. And um, even if you've never watched Frankenstein, Young Frankenstein is one of those movies like Abbott and oh, Costello. Frankenstein, oh, God, that's so funny! It just hits all the right, you know, buttons. And it, it's again, one of those films that still holds up today. I mean, I, it, I love it. Frankenstein.
3: It's great to contrast them and watch those the those uh, you know Frankenstein, son of Frankenstein, and Bride of Frankenstein, and 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 see all the comparisons. They really
1: did their homework making it on Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. There's so they, many. They great, did. It's a love great, story in a way, you know, yeah. to those uh, original movies.
2: Well, see yeah. now I'm going to have the violin music like stuck in my head the rest <laughs> of the night. <laughs> Thank you very yes. much.
1: Yeah, you
3: should cue that. I guess you get a copyright strike right immediately. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, I think it why is Swan on how many Lake always used for everything? Like, I feel like every Universal monster in a certain era had Swan Lake as the as the theme song. It, 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 Bob, yeah, have those things. I'm like, all right, kind of works though. But you know, yeah. Because um, yeah. Dracula, Dracula, they're playing Swan Lake, right? Mm, Frankenstein, okay. also the Mummy, Mummy, the, the first yeah. Mummy film, yeah. So, Frankenstein
2: so. versus the creature from Blood Cove.
3: That's right. That's yes, oh, absolutely right. That's Which we actually right. did present to a unsuspecting audience. <laughs> Bob. That was our ghoul show. Yeah, that was. We did two shows. One at Berlin Game and uh, what was the other one?
2: That was uh, out in Alameda.
3: Yeah, yeah, right at the Air Force Base yeah. or military base. I forgot oh. the name yeah. of that theater. Yeah,
2: I remember. But yeah, but then you showed it on Cinema Insomnia, right?
3: We did. We did a whole Cinema Insomnia episode. And it was honestly our biggest footprint of an episode because that was when I was in syndication mm-hmm. and I was also on a satellite network. So, you know, that Halloween episode from 2006 had a footprint of 45 million homes. Wow. And, uh, hmm. and we had, uh, you know, and it and it was real good for William Winkler. At least he said he had a big boost in his DVD sales for his movie. And, um, you know, we were hoping we could put it out with Alpha, but we weren't able to come to an arrangement for that particular episode. But you can watch that episode on on my Roku channel, LSI 74. You can watch it on my Cinema Insomnia YouTube. It's out there. There's no paywall. So if you find it, watch it. But we did a whole election special where the creature was not that, not that anyone's (laughs) in the mood for for political humor right now, but uh, we did a whole, uh, uh, the whole premise of the episode is that the creature was running against Frankenstein for King of Halloween for public office and so there were these smear <laughs> campaigns going back and forth you know don't vote for the creature he's a disgusting fish boy who lives in the water you know don't vote for Frankenstein he's sewn together from corpses you know mm-hmm. but so we have these smear campaign ads and we have you know we just kind of made fun of that whole thing because um, you know there's nothing scarier
2: than politics so we just it's, yeah. it's like like Quisp and Quake.
3: Oh, I, I, Quisp and Quake. Now, this is a funny thing. Like, I saw a post online where someone said, "Okay, I understand Quisp because it's sort of like a play on the word crisp." But what the heck's a Quake? And I'm like, "It's Quaker Oats, dude. That's the, uh, that's the more obvious one than Quisp." But the thing, anyway, the weird thing about Quake though was obvious to me.
2: The weird thing about Quake though was he was a uh, miner, right? And then yeah, at Quake some point, he changed into, like, a cowboy.
3: Yeah, exactly. And he never really quite was as cool as the alien of Quisk. Quisk no, no, was, no, like, yeah, always, was always much a, a million guy. times cooler. Do you remember when, I think it was, like, the dollar store or something, like, maybe 10 years ago, like, suddenly, like, just out of nowhere, a bunch of Quisk boxes just flooded a lot of the discount stores. Um, I don't know if they were trying to bring it back or, or what, but I ended up having, like, Twenty-five collapsed boxes—a Quisp from the reissue <laughs> under my in my hope chest,
1: tear-stained boxes—a Quisp. I, I hope you checked the expiration date. It could have been original boxes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> new
3: old uh-huh. stock. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, was it? Funko has these like. Soda figures, and they have Quisp in those.
3: You know, Funko's been doing these fake um, cereals too. They have Elvira or different characters, and then it comes with a little box of cereal. But it's that say it's it's a vanity cereal. It's like the same cereal for every character, only with different (laughs) shaped marshmallows or whatever. But it's always the same cereal. But it's really the box you're just buying it for the box. (laughs) you just buying it for that box you know uh i mean there's a lot of things that i just bought for the box you know a lot of a lot of terrible cereals i remember i wanted uh waffalos there was a cereal called waffalos that i really wanted really bad and it turned the milk maple and I just i would be gagging trying to choke it i couldn't tell my mom that it was making me gag because i begged for it so hard oh uh, I definitely didn't go for OJ's cereal after that because the (laughs) Waffles weren't going down right.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, who did all those uh, Quisp and Quake and Captain Crunch commercials? Oh. It was Jay Ward. Oh, really? Yeah, Jay Ward Bullard, did the Rocky same guy who did Rocky Winkle, and Bullwinkle Ward? and George of the Jungle and Super Chicken. Oh, man. Yeah.
3: Wow. That probably explains why they were so funny because, like, the Captain Crunch ones had some slight irreverence to them, I always thought. And now that you say Jay Ward, it's like I could totally see Captain yeah. Crunch and, and Quisp in that uh, Rocky and Bull. We just need William Conrad to do the voiceover for the <laughs> – nutritious part of this nutritious part of this nutritious breakfast um uh yeah but brocky and bullwinkle is is interesting because it's always one of those things that has this subversive slant to it that that adults really like and it stays with them because it's got this sort of sophisticated humor you know uh, you know they weren't making pablum there was always that second layer of humor you know for for someone else who was in the room who might catch it or might not
1: I was just saying, I always thought it was smart that Mr. Peabody was a dog and not like an adult scientist with the little boy Sherman. I mean, they could have gotten into some real trouble with that kind of a cartoon.
2: They couldn't do that today. All right, <laughs> Bob, I want to hear it. What's that? Oh, no, I was just saying if you can find a book called The Mouse That Roared or The Moose That Roared. It's the all moose about the moose that roared. It was all about uh, J. Ward Studios and how they started out oh, wow. and all the things they How
3: – how- I mean, did they start in advertising? There always seemed to be sort of a Madison Avenue kind of slant to
2: them. No, they actually started with, what was it, Crusader Rabbit. Oh, yeah.
3: My mom used to always talk about Crusader Rabbit, but, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen an episode of Crusader Rabbit.
2: It was a pretty primitive cartoon, but it caught on enough that they were able to get uh, going into things like Rocky and Bullwinkle and later into – George of the Jungle and all that.
3: I, a friend of mine, he missed his own wedding watching George of the Jungle in, oh. in his hotel room. Yeah, he, he never heard the end of that. I uh, needless to say, they're not married anymore. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was uh, that didn't, that was not starting it off on the right foot. But it just shows you how obsessive people were with those shows, how popular they were. Did they do Underdog also? I always kind of thought it was sort no, of no, no. That was
2: that was another no? uh, another studio
3: similar vibe what about uh, uh what's the one uh, Jet uh, God, Roger Ramjet Roger
2: Ramjet no they didn't I don't think they did Roger Ramjet I'd have to look uh, they might have
3: I think that they probably caught the world on fire and then everyone was trying to copy their style right I mean that's usually what oh, no definitely
2: I mean, Rock and Bullwinkle was huge back then yeah wasn't there a huge statue of, of Bullwinkle somewhere probably in uh, in yeah. LA probably somewhere what cuckoo?
3: <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I need to turn that off. I have this. <laughs> I have, and I have to apologize. It's probably been going off the whole time. I have like attention deficit disorder, so I have a a a, a clock, a cuckoo clock that reminds me that time actually passes. So mm. every fifteen minutes, I think, oh, where am I? What am I supposed to be doing? And that kind of keeps me on track.
1: <laughs> I forgot. I mean, I, I, my I forgot apologies. Something. I. Hey, let me ask you guys, uh, I, I've always wondered, you know, Easter has Easter themed candies like the Cadbury egg and, and stuff like that. Why do you think there's never been any Halloween themed candy? I mean, I know they they come out with a pumpkin jack-o'-lantern version of the Reese's peanut butter cup and stuff like that. But or am I missing something? Is there like a, a zombie arm white chocolate? Well, I mean, there's,
2: there's everybody's <laughs> favorite candy corn. Uh, oh. yes. Uh, but
4: I, but I how like does that candy connect?
1: Corn, even though everybody hates
3: candy corn, I actually like candy corn.
2: That's I don't know, say, I mean, because it's orange it and yellow or something, but that always seems to be like the Halloween thing.
3: It does seem to be harvest themed and it doesn't really seem to sell super well or be readily available any mm-hmm. other time of year. But yeah, what it doesn't really makes me I, think of Thanksgiving.
4: That's though. what I yeah. was thinking. Home yeah, no. Thanksgiving.
3: So. But it's definitely a harvest. Yeah, I definitely guess harvest time. The chocolate pumpkins, I guess, is the closest thing to the Easter thing. And I, and I think that we're seeing more of that because I think I have seen some gummy zombie arms and gummy eyeballs and things like that. Yeah. But, not, but yeah. nothing that's really caught on in the same way as. Die, you know, uh, um, you know Cadbury cream eggs or anything like that. Like, there's no like. At least I can't think of any like go to horror themed candy. I'm trying to think of one anyway. You know,
1: like a, a Cthulhu uh, shaped uh, <laughs> jelly, bean, <laughs> uh, you know, fart flavored. Uh...
2: <laughs> well, but, well, nowadays now you've got all the pumpkin spice this and pumpkin spice that that comes oh, out God, every. Uh,
1: Let <laughs> uh, me ask you guys this: We're we're coming up towards the end of the program here but before we finish I wanted to kick it up to the satellite Karen wanted to get a, a Halloween uh, story uh, from your youth if you have uh, one or two you want to share with us real quick well
5: you and Larry you know me too well because you know there's a few stories but
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so uh, I do have one favorite one though um, which involves my brother Steve as of course, <laughs> of course steve is six years older than me and uh when i was a small child i had to emulate him because he was of course super cool being six years older than me everything that he did of course was just you know the best thing (laughs) ever right so when i was about three or maybe almost four um that year he was for halloween he was going to dress as batman
3: oh awesome
5: so he had this really cool outfit. He had this, you know, cloth outfit. He had the cloth Batman cowl, nice cape. He had like the uh, the utility belt. Was it Remco that made the really nice utility belt and everything?
2: Oh, yeah, that yellow plastic one.
5: Yeah, the really good one with the little silver gun and the batarangs and stuff. So I didn't want to be Robin. I wanted to be Batman also. (laughs) So they got me the Ben Cooper Batman outfit, which was too big for me. So they had to kind of, you know, get the safety pins out and pull it up. The mask was freaking huge for my tiny little head. I could look out the eyes, but the jaw stuck down about 3 inches past my own head. <laughs> so I was kind of waddling around in this
4: <laughs> oversized macho, yeah.
5: Yes. Yeah, so there we were together and the the day of Halloween. I don't know, maybe it was a Saturday or something cuz we were home. And I remember we were my my mom told me, "Oh, you know, your your Aunt Myra is coming over." So Aunt Myra was really our our great aunt, she was my mother's aunt, and she was a very sort of delicate, prim lady. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and so so she says, well, she's coming over. You guys go in the back room, and then when I tell you, you come out and show Aunt Myra your costumes. And we were all excited, so excited. So we hear the doorbell, and, you know, they're in the room getting their coffee. Everybody back then had their coffee and cigarettes and everything. And she's like, okay, you, you know— you know, I'm going to open the door, and you run out and show Aunt Myra your costumes. So She opens the door. Steve goes out first. I come waddling through the door second. <laughs> My Aunt Myra jumps up, holding her chest, clutching her chest <laughs> in absolute terror. We did not know she had a fear of what we now call little people. Oh. <laughs> and this gasping wow. scream escapes, sort of like a, oh, <gasps> She runs into the other room, not to be seen for some time, and I just remember seeing through my little holes in my mask all of this unfolding in front of me, and it's still very clear in my mind decades later, so...
1: Well, Holy let, me, let me just say, Walker, you, you may not have gotten a prize for that, but the prestige that goes with that costume yeah, is Yeah,
3: you got a real uh, honest-to-gosh scare, you know.
5: Yeah, it was, it was something. And, uh, yeah, she didn't come over for a while after that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to post a picture of that with the episode, right?
5: <laughs> if I can dig up a, a picture, I'm not sure if I have a picture of, of us together. Steve might have it. I might have to ask him. Um, but yeah, that was that was a good Halloween memory.
2: So here here's something cool. If you guys can all go back and dig through old photos, and we'll each try to post, or we'll give them, we'll send them to Karen, and she can post each of us in some little kid Halloween costume. Like I'll try. When we, when I'll,
3: we... I'll don't bother my mom. I don't. I haven't <laughs> saved any of that stuff myself. But maybe yeah, I'll Mister
1: Lobo, my... there's a fifty dollar bill in it. If you can find that, home <laughs> right now.
3: All right. Well, I will. I'll, uh, I'll. I'll. I'll call my mom and I'll see out how, how she can. Uh,
1: I'll tell uh, you what. We'll also settle for a reenactment of the Yoda costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just do it this year. I'll be
3: Yoda again this year. I'll be Grogu this year.
5: Oh, there you Um, go. Maybe you can get someone to push you around in a little bassinet. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes, exactly. (laughs) A little pram, a little space pram. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it it is interesting because, you know, as a kid, you never understood those plastic costumes. I mean, obviously, one, they're very inexpensive. You can buy them at the grocery store and, you know, they don't have a lot of size variation. Um the other thing no. about those plastic costumes is usually it would be like you know like if it was a picture of Spider-Man sometimes it would just say Spider-Man like on the front yes. of the yeah. chest and that. it was always infuriating where you're wearing a lurch costume and it says lurch on you know the mask is lurch's <laughs> face but then it says lurch costume on like the chest and you know if you're kind of a nerdy kid and you kind of want to be somewhat screen accurate or screen relatable it's like that that kind of stuff drives you insane as a kid but what's interesting is I never really realized who that's really for. It's so that when the adults open the door, they go, yes. "Oh, you're the six million dollar man. Oh, and you're Fonzie. Oh, and you're Holly Hobby. Oh, oh, and you're Mork from Ork." Like they, they, they can, you know, because the kids can't see the costume anyway. They're looking out of it. You well, know? In, they, their, they, in their in their mind, they're whatever character they are. Right. But it's Th- it, but then they feel like, oh, they issues. recognized me.
1: There's liability issues like with Karen's parent my and I want to scare the shit out of this old woman, you know, with this little <laughs> <laughs> bat coming
3: Batmite. So, this is the original Batmite.
2: So, so how many of you like wore your Halloween costumes for like weeks after?
1: Oh, you know, Bob. The, I, even as an adult, I, I tend to overheat easily. I'm always the guy sweating at the movies, and as a kid, those costumes were so hot. And and I'm a big boy, so I, you know, the seam started busting by lunchtime, and you know, the, the it it didn't last much longer past Halloween, for me, the rubber band would break on the mask and and, and whatever. Yeah, they
3: last a few days of of, of playing and then they were done for the Mm -hmm. most part. Yeah, I, I wasn't very technical. I mean, my costumes looked good on the day, but they were quickly dissolving and falling apart. <laughs> I think by the end of the night, I was done with most of my costumes. Like, Cinderella. Wear, huh? A lot of my masks and stuff, like you were talking about the Dawn Post stuff earlier, it's like I, I would definitely sport a Frankenstein mask around the house for sure. <laughs> How about you, Chief?
2: Yeah, no, I would wear them as long as I could. It really depended on. What they were and – because like some of the Don Post stuff – or not Don Post, but the Ben Cooper stuff, yeah, some were vinyl and they wouldn't last that long. And then some were like a really thin – like a cloth. Mm -hmm. And those would – and then you'd have like some plastic accessories that went with it. Um, Those would last a little while.
1: Yeah, I uh, I remember I did get a cloth Spider-Man costume one year. uh I think my mom has a picture of it. And um, it, it was breathable. It was like real, you know, cloth. The problem is, because I was a husky boy, the back wouldn't close.
3: Yeah, it's like so a hospital gown. And it's like,
1: a, so mom <laughs> goes to the, the material store at J or the material section, J.J. Newberry's, and and picks up red cloth and, and sews a, a shut door, whatever, for the back. Of the car. <laughs> a modesty panel. i modesty <laughs> 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 that costume I wore for a while because it was, uh, you know, it was durable. Um, one year, mom, you know, Star Wars was big and, and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money for costumes. And I, I think I was in junior high. So me and my friend Kenneth, mom got these garbage bags, black garbage bags, and she got some uh, glow in the dark tape. And she made like what her imagination thought were Star Wars costumes. And we had capes made out of, you know, the, the garbage bags. We went trick or treating. This woman says, oh, look, are you guys garbage men?
4: <laughs>
1: oh, oh that's like always so the worst when you're misidentified divided. in your yes. costume. Yes. I knew how Charlie Brown felt with all the holes yes. in his ghost costume at that at that moment.
2: Well, that was the, always the thing when you went trick-or-treating and someone opens the door. Oh, and what are you supposed to be?
1: <laughs> yeah. What <are> <laughs> I, I would have gave good money, Mr. Lobo, for that lurch on my chest at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes. Oh,
2: your lunch. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, your
1: lunch. Hilarious. Mom says when they would go trick-or-treating back in North Dakota, back uh-huh. in Bismarck, they'd go out with um, the pillow sheet from their pillow. And they would have to go back home and empty the pillow sheet. Oh, damn. Because they had so much candy oh, and wow. apples and oranges. And, yeah. You know, uh, people would give like almonds.
3: We used a pillowcase also. We used a pillowcase. That's what we used. Uh, we didn't have a, the, the, the plastic pails because the, 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 it seemed like the handles would always break on them. Yeah, thank you. Right, right. Yeah. How about you, Bob? Um, any uh,
1: any pillowcases?
2: I had pillowcases. I had plastic pumpkins. They also had, like, bags. But did you ever have to go begging on Halloween? Like what the tri- trick or treat for UNICEF?
3: Oh no! No! no. <laughs> oh, I always saw the ads with is it Casper in the comic books trying to get yeah, yeah. to do that right?
2: No, I mean you know, growing up in school, they'd always like hand the boxes out or something like day before Halloween and tell everybody, okay, go trick or treat for UNICEF.
3: <laughs> and did you do that? Did, did you do? Uh, it,
2: we mom? had to. It was like oh. you know, it was like a mandatory <laughs> thing. Oh, okay. Wow. You had to come back Dude, and that's that's nice. Dump, you dump all your nickels a... and quarters into a big box.
3: It takes the commercial edge off of it a little bit if you're helping people, you know, while you're going door to door. I mean, that's honestly, yeah, kind but of where nice did that thing. money
2: actually go? It could oh, still be a commercial cats. thing,
3: you know? yeah. Casper was living <laughs> large on that money. for sure uh yeah you know it is it is interesting you know uh, what about carving pumpkins you guys you guys carve jack o lanterns. oh yeah
2: Yeah. to this day
3: there are some people who cannot touch that stuff like they can't put their hands in a pumpkin (laughs) it is just the most repulsive thing to them and i don't mind it at all i can scratch around in there with a with a big spoon or whatever you know Oh, you man. gotta get your God,
2: hands in there and just scoop it out.
1: God love my mother; she would always scoop the gunk out for us.
2: Oh, <laughs> that takes all the feet. fun out of it.
1: And well, and then when the thing started like you know rotting and collapsing, yeah. she'd put toothpicks in the little triangle nose and the triangle eyes to kind of help the jack o' lantern still stay. Oh wow, mom was really yeah, enabling she... your bad behavior.
3: But
2: see, you can't <laughs> carve the pumpkins like two weeks before Halloween.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we, uh, could, we well, it was like I, Christmas, you know. We couldn't wait to open the gift. We yeah, the twenty
3: third. <laughs> we yeah, we carved our pumpkins somewhat early sometimes, and then we left them late too until they just turned into just disgusting squalor and sludge <laughs> on the front porch. Oh. Yeah, were, usually, the, the the last move for that pumpkin was usually a shovel going up under <laughs> it. <laughs> flipping it into the you know the trash can well it
2: gets all like but, moldy and hairy and so inside yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, but it, is, is there always like that like almost compulsion to do like the really standard triangle eyeball triangle nose uh, ghastly toothed mouth thing i feel like like where, it's that's that's so that trope is so strong and i feel like it's almost like like it's you know, where it's amazing like how universal that face is for a jack o' lantern.
2: Well it's all kinda like straight lines and right angles and things is you know easy to cut you start making round eyes and stuff and then it's like ah it doesn't quite turn out that well yeah this eye although is a now you got stencil,
3: right? and, and then you try to <laughs> fix it and then the other eyes a little bigger you try to make the other round eye yeah so you do those straight quick cuts with the knife you can get those eyeballs pretty symmetrical i guess
5: yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. i'm not a big fan of these people who get those things and they're they're carving like you know, it's like the Sistine Chapel. They've <laughs> got these murals around the pumpkin, and it's like,
2: no, yeah, no, give me the straight, the straightforward.
3: Though. I mean, at least someone can show off something that they can do. I guess you know something I, creative.
5: I suppose so. It's it seems. I don't know
3: if I'd want to do that myself, though. It's yeah, like a lot of time investment.
2: Yeah, I don't have the patience for that. I'd rather just, yeah, just take the knife and just jab it in.
5: There's something very oh, really primitive about
3: <laughs> taking a knife oh, and yeah, just sure.
5: stabbing the pumpkin.
3: Yeah, you go for your, your inner Norman Bates. I uh, yeah. I I uh I always wanted to – I have never gotten them before, but they have those kind of like – I guess they're styrofoam ones like at craft stores where it's just a styrofoam pumpkin and then you can just cut it in whatever shape and it's has yellow – Uh, matter on the inside and so it looks like a real pumpkin but you know it it doesn't it doesn't dissolve
2: yeah i've got some of those in the basement just because my daughter used to work at michael's so she'd bring them home and we'd carve them up I have one I that I carved I like Ultraman them. into, so I save that
3: Ultraman, one. Ultraman, yeah. I saved I that wanna one. See, I want to see an Ultraman uh, uh, jack-o'-lantern for sure.
2: I'll, uh, but, I'll take a picture of it this year and post it somewhere.
3: I feel like Ultraman would be the worst Halloween costume because you've got those two tiny little holes. It, <laughs> it probably would be really hot, like you're in
1: this rubber Yeah, however, suit. I'd collapse. Yeah.
2: Ben Cooper had an Ultraman Halloween costume back in like 67, 68, oh, something like that. Oh, man. I, I never could find nice. one but mark nagata who has a huge ultraman collection he has one so i have seen oh it.
3: god wow
2: i've seen is pictures this, is of the these plastic things.
3: poncho silver or, or what What's it's the like a gray like gray that makes sense yeah. gray and red
2: that makes i'll see sense. if i can like figure out if i can find a photo of it or something that'd um, be cool
1: well, look, we're coming towards Are the we, end or, oh the wow already man we're, you know <laughs> so much fun having fun um don't forget your homework assignments. Find those photos of your uh, childhood <laughs> costume. All right,
3: I'll go bother my mom. I might have a Zoro on somewhere. I threw those somewhere. away
1: ages ago.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're not my son. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting what happens.
2: I think I have a Zoro on somewhere.
3: Oh wow, Zoro. That's pretty good. Zoro. I did. I did have a. I have embarrassed to say I had a Mork and Mindy one. One year.
2: <laughs> oh ben, yeah, Ben only, Cooper. I think I had uh, I had Casper one year. I had Popeye, Spider Man. Oh man. I think there's a uh, Superman and a Batman somewhere along the I, way.
3: I live right out here. I know you're from Ben Cooper country, but where I live right here is a stone's throw from Collegeville. Which was kind of the competing oh, company yeah. for those plastic masks. And uh, we actually went into the warehouse where they have all that stuff and um, where they were kind of closing them out. And they had gotten rid of all the cool stuff, but they still had molds for some of the original stuff. And they still had, um, you know, a lot of funny, like eye patches and, you know, goofy teeth and a lot of other things that they made and distributed nice but they're they're out of business now unfortunately so well actually i think they're still still it's, it's now it's just a small shop it used to be a big you know warehouse but i think they still just sell like uh co uh halloween uh stuff in collegeville but check that out see maybe they have an online presence yeah I I, I I wish they could come back like they did in the old days but you know i don't know if anyone wants those plastic uh costumes anymore other than as a novelty
1: yeah, well, you, you never know. We just have to um, make them
2: adult size. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they were just that part of the whole, we have our sensor sweep. And uh, being that Mr. Lobo is our guest, Mr. Lobo, this is a chance for our listeners to hear about some items you might have on your website, what your website is, some live shows coming up. Um, would you care to share some of that information with us?
3: Oh, thank you so much, uh, Planet Eight. I always appreciate you guys uh, letting me uh, yammer on. But I, I uh, it's going to be a busy October for us. We've got three um, pop up drive in shows that we're doing at the Vintage oh, wow. Cafe. So um, that's on the um, the eighth, the fifteenth, mm-hmm. and the twenty second uh, at the Vintage Cafe in Paradise, Pennsylvania. We're just going to we have a little screen that we pop up. There's hot dogs and hamburgers, and and we're going to do trunk or treat and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And and um, and then we have uh, I've been doing my Twitch streams on Saturday nights, which we've been doing double features every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And I usually do a live Q&A on Saturday nights with people. And um, we've got a a brand new Cinema Insomnia episode that we're working on um, with uh, Rick Sloan's The Visitants is the movie and we licensed the movie. So um, this is not a movie that is a public domain movie. So we're excited about that. And um, we're uh, also I have uh, OSI 74, which is my streaming channel, which is a free channel. You can watch Cinema Insomnia on there. Cinema Insomnia is also uh, has its own YouTube uh, channel, uh, Cinema Insomnia, the YouTube channel. We've got 60 (laughs) episodes of Cinema Insomnia on there. Again, I don't like to put things behind paywalls because, you know, when we were kids watching creature features, it just came out over the air and we just found it, you know. So we want to try to keep keep that uh, going. And then on Halloween night, I'm hosting Vidjam of horror. Um, Vidjam is a filmmaker challenge. Uh, on the 22nd of September, uh, the 13 groups of filmmakers got a, uh, a a prop, a random prop, and they're to make a short horror film in 12 days. And they've already submitted, this is the third, yep, they've submitted them all today, um, all of the horror, short horror films. And on Halloween night at the... Um, Uh, Midtown Cinema, Mr. Lobo is going to be hosting all of the uh, short films from the Filmmaker Challenge. So it's going to be a busy, busy uh, month for me. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't put me underground.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so cool. I wish we lived closer. Uh, I'll tell you – I personally love the movie shows, uh, Mr. Lobo here in the Bay Area. What was that? I couldn't hear you. I, I was saying I, I certainly miss your live shows out here in the Bay Area.
3: Oh, thank you so much. Well, hopefully uh Bob will
1: bring me out again sometime. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we gotta see hey, uh, we gotta come it, up with some shows. So <laughs> Yeah.
1: Let me let me just say again, horrible noises of Mr. Lobo's very bad manner, CD. Uh it's on his OSI seventy-four. Uh, site Uh, if you google mr lobo i was gonna say he's all over the interwebs but go ahead mr lobo with the osi
3: if you wanted the the horrible noises of mr lobo's very bad manner uh osi 74.square.site is the actual shop so if you wanted to get either that cd or my other cd which is called hypnosis for hipsters (laughs) you can (laughs) uh Get either one of those if you still have a CD player in your house.
1: Well, you know, kids, I'm, I'm on the site right now, and there's DVDs, there's CDs, there's photos. Uh, unfortunately, I missed out on the Mr. Lobo Cinema Insomnia 10-Year Anniversary Fan Club kit. Um, it's out of stock, but I am happy We're to gonna say— We're going to make more. Uh, mr lobo <laughs> i can't wait if you reach over here kids you're not going to be able to see this but i do still have my cinema oh, insomnia wow. decoder ring proudly wow. in the
3: yeah that's one of the original ones from our old <laughs> fan club kit so i appreciate you uh as being a, an official knight. i it's very Thank cool you. that you still have that
2: mr lobo will send you a message later tonight
1: <laughs> oh Bob he has been for the past decade I just you know about it, so. at the, Yeah,
3: at the end of every episode and we've got 23 of them on DVD now but, uh, through Alpha but uh, at the end of every episode in the credits there's a secret message if, if you have your decoder oh, ring
1: there you go well look again uh, Mr. Lobo it it had been too long since we had you on uh, prior to today so we're going to bring you back a lot sooner than we did um, thank you for coming out uh, well for being on the show and and sharing your stories with us and just having a great conversation. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you
3: so much. You're so gracious, you know, and it's like I know that I'm like extra sloppy and a little tired, but it was really (laughs) pleasant to have this conversation with good friends. And I hope everyone has an amazing Halloween this year.
1: Awesome. Yes. From Planet 8, guys, have an awesome Halloween and stay safe. On that note, this will conclude this transmission from Planet 8. We would like to thank all of our intergalactic audience for listening. Be sure to head on over to our website at wwwplanet where you can get more
2: information on this episode's topic.
5: For more conversation, find us on Twitter at Planet 8 Cast.
2: Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash planet8podcast.
1: We want to thank you guys for tuning in each and every episode. We look forward to your input and opinions. Until next time, this is Planet 8 signing off. End transmission. By George, he's got it. It is the end.
0: Unmistakable surge of evil is felt as darkness falls. falls, falls.
4: Pounding at the door, a game of ghouls seems trick or treat. And I want them off the house at the end of our street. Don't haunt the house at the end of the street. Got sick, poison candy, they did it People say it was the house at the end of the street Don't haunt the house at the end
2: of the street